Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all of those amazing reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we delve deeper into Secrets and Sisterhood. Today we're going to be discussing Episode 3, Party and Pray. More party than pray, I think. I would say more drama than anything. But um, I would also like to, at the head of the show, um, issue a trigger warning for this episode. Uh, there is mentions of miscarriage and also domestic violence. So oh, if yeah. those things are triggering to you, um, you might want to turn this off now. That's very kind of you. Good call. Um, this episode certainly... It felt less like a class in like Afghani culture and like trying to memorize the sisters. And it felt more like a, a reality show. Yeah. Lot, For sure. A lot of drama this episode. A lot of drama. And not, not even including the miscarriage and violence. There was drama yes. apart from that. <laughs> yeah. Like there was, there was a lot going on in this episode. Um, so I don't have any house cleaning and I did watch the episode and I do have lots of notes, but I didn't do any like on the side research of any of these places this week. I was a little shy on time. Um, but do you have any house cleaning? Everywhere they went. And also I think that we should <laughs> let people know that because Twitter slash X seems to be kind of a dead medium. Um, I feel like I'm Xing into the void or tweeting into the void these days. So Meredith and I are now going to be sharing our Instagram account. And um, I am determined that we are going to be posting more often. So uh, please look for us on Instagram. And on Instagram, we're one hit pod. Yeah. Frank will be way better at it than I am. <laughs> we're going to do it together. We're both going to do it. But so right. just know All that right. you'll be interacting with both of us on Instagram these days. I, I will still be doing Twitter slash X as well, but um, Instagram too. Wild. I still have X on my phone, but I feel like I keep it for like local news or like weird police alerts or like um, all the things I follow are like DC traffic updates and like weird things like that. Oh yeah, me too. And I don't even get the updates from, cause I have three Twitter accounts and like from the pod Twitter account, I don't even get that many updates from like the reality stars that we follow anymore. Like it's like people just aren't using it as much. Yeah. Fair. All right. So we open this episode at the wolf pad. Yes, we do. And Jamila, Which sounds like it should be something for like a mega period. I know. Like I haven't having a heavy flow today. Get me my wolf pad. I wish it was like the lair or like the wolf. Like, I don't know. Pad just doesn't feel like the. No. Like a wolf pack doesn't live in a pad. Like that just seems like it's not right. A lair is good though. I like or lair. Or like a cave or like, I don't know. How about just our goddamn house? Yeah. I don't think it needs to be the wolf anything, quite frankly. But <laughs> but they seem real determined to glob onto that and stick with it. So They really do. And it's sort of, it, <laughs> it sucks that, so the elders are the elders. Why aren't they the youngsters? Like, I don't understand how the delineation is old and animal. Like, it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> Okay. Well, we open at the wolf pad, and that's what we have to call it. Well, and also, this had me thinking, because there's some stuff that comes up later about housing and houses. Uh -huh. Who do we think is paying for the wolf pad? I think all of them. But I mean, are they renting it? Do you oh, think yeah. the mortgage is in all four of their names? Like, how? what's going on at this wolf pad? I, I want to know what's up. Or three of their names, I guess. I think they're renting. You and think they they're renting? the rent. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, that's the vibe that I get. Especially because Noor was about to move out and not say anything. Well, but if it was a, sh but it would almost make more sense if she was going to move out and not say anything if they owned it, because she would still be paying part of the mortgage and it would be, you know, she'd still own property. But if you are renting and one of you, your sister's going to be like, peace out, I'm not even telling you, they're sticking you with the rest of her portion of the rent. Like, that's BS. Maybe that's why she wasn't saying anything. Maybe. Hmm, interesting. Can I also add, though, that I like the house a lot? I do, too. Yeah, it's a cool house. Um, okay, so let's really open this episode now. <laughs> Jamila and Hamida are organizing drawers in the kitchen. And I, I really like this kitchen. It's small, but I my note says I like this kitchen. <laughs> and they are having Taco Tuesday at home. And Hamida actually shames Jamila for using taco seasoning mix. But I feel like we've also established that Hamida doesn't cook anything. Right? Well, and what else are you going to use for tacos? Other than taco seasoning mix. Like spices and stuff that isn't pre-mixed, I suppose. I, I, I mean, I understand. I thought it was funny because she compares it to like Hamburger Helper. I feel like that is a bridge too far. Like comparing Hamburger Helper to just buying a packet of spices that are already mixed together is two true. very different things. It's true. Um, and so Jamila then talks about how she just ends up throwing a lot of food in the crock pot and... She says that she eats mostly for function, not always for flavor. Like she eats because she has to, you know, not necessarily for pleasure. And Hamida is shocked by this and says, we're Afghan. Everything is about food and flavor. Also, I was personally offended that they were giving her a hard time about the crock pot. I fucking love a crock pot. 100%. I, if I open a restaurant, I would call it what a crock. And I would just sell <laughs> foods that I cooked in my crock pot. Like it is the most amazing invention. And especially if she herself doesn't cook, she needs to back the fuck off. Yeah. No. Guys, it it cooks meals for you while you're at work. That's yeah, what it does. <laughs> yeah, get on board. Um so they say that Nora is in a mood about her upcoming birthday and Hamida states that she's going to plan it. And this is a big thing that they keep coming back to in this episode that Hamida doesn't plan anything. So this is a big deal. They all are just shocked. Hamida's going to plan a birthday party for no one but their family and not even the yeah, whole family. <laughs> I was very amused. Like the extent of this planning is like, I'm going to call the restaurant club and get a reservation, reservation for six. And then I'm going to tell all of you when to show up. Like that was the extent of the planning. This, yep. this could whole party could have been planned in under 10 minutes. Yep. So then they discuss that Noor's previous birthday parties have been ruined by her exes um, and sort of memorable in a bad way. And Hamida wants to plan it for her because she says that Noor was so supportive of her, you know, with the sister dinner and her telling her sisters that she was dating a female. And so she just like wants to do something for Noor in return, which was actually very sweet. And Noor has been very supportive and she continues to be supportive in this episode. Yes, she does. So then Sadika shows up and <laughs> starts ribbing Hamida about planning this birthday party and says, like, what a lie. Like, she's never planned anything in her life. <laughs> um, and then Hamida says, well, then, you know, who else is going to do it? Nora's getting upset that no one's planning anything for her, which we don't really see evidence of. No. Um, but they also say that Nora is a bit of a birthday zilla. So I could kind of see that. I also saw no evidence of that. I could, I could see it, but we didn't see evidence of it. No. There's a little bit in the trailer for next episode, though. 
but I think the trailer is because of my birthday being ruined by drama, not like, yeah. to me, a birthday Zilla is, because I am a birthday Zilla, or used to be, I'm a reformed birthday Zilla. <laughs> I, in fact, when my best friend was in college, I forced her to plan me a surprise party. <laughs> a surprise party. And in fact, this was before <laughs> cell phones. And at one point, I wanted to ask her a question about the guest list to make sure she was inviting the right people, called her college library at PICS. I knew she was studying, had her paged, and made her come to the phone so I could oh discuss my, my birthday party. That is a birthday Zilla. Thank God you're reformed now. Yeah, I'm reformed. I'm the opposite. I don't know what you would call it. I'm like a birthday slug. Like I don't I don't want to like I don't want to let it go by without doing something, but like I'm pretty content to just like hang with one person or like, you know, I don't want to be by myself, but I don't need any fanfare for sure. But yeah, um, I mean I saw no evidence. Like a birthday to me is someone who's like very demanding, like has specific ideas about what they want. It has to be the best thing ever. And I saw no evidence of that with Nora whatsoever. Right. Actually, speaking of, one of my favorite adult birthdays, uh, one of my girlfriends came over with a bottle of champagne and we got three ginormous pieces of cake from different bakeries in the city and just like taste tested them with champagne for the Amaze. evening. That sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was pretty fun. I recommend. All right. So back to this birthday Zilla party. Hamida's idea is that they're going to go to this Moroccan place that they've apparently been to before called Members. Yes. That Which we will name. discuss later. I did research, so. Talk about rumors and secrets. Members, yeah, members. could be the name of a gay bar. A hundred percent. It should be. It yeah. should be the name of a gay strip club. Yeah, members. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. Someone make it happen. So then Jamila has probably the weirdest idea and says that her idea is that because they didn't always celebrate their birthdays as children, she wants to do a kids-themed birthday party. So, like, ball pits and, you know, bouncy houses and all that kind of stuff. But then she's like, we can rent ponies and have it be youthful. And admits in her confessional it's because she doesn't want her sisters to notice that she's not drinking. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was an interesting... <laughs> way to mask that i also also the sisters would still be getting wasted even though there's a bouncy house like it's not going to be an actual kids party yeah that's the part that i thought was weird because it reminds me who was it on vanderpump that had a kids party the one ariana that tom, was Anna, when tom was going to leave early to go to vegas or whatever yeah and they all got shit house like i mean you could have alcoholic yeah. snow cones or stuff i mean there's a way they could have made a kid's party drunken and fun and adults, but I'm that actually, was not her plan. If you watch that episode again, I wonder what they're on. Like, I wonder if some of them are rolling because they're they're doing oh, like the the elastic flippy trampoline thing, and like, yeah, they have like a little. Yeah, they were rolling because I she podcaster who shall not be named was at that party, oh. and she talked in her podcast, and she said that they were that like specifically oh, yeah. like okay. Tom was rolling. So yeah. Yeah, because when you watch it now, you can really see it. Yeah. So then Sadiqa's idea is that they're going to take her for a nice dinner and then to an escape room. I, I'm anti-escape room. So That actually might be worse than the kids party. The kids party would at least be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Hamida's basically kind of like, mm, no, so it's members. <laughs> and again, I feel like all of it, it's interesting to... I mean, I feel like all of this was fluff and made up because I'm sure that they yeah. had already locked down members long before this conversation happened and was yeah. given permission to film there and whatever. But still, it's fun to pretend. And we find out in this scene as they're wrapping up the party, they're wondering who's invited. Like, it's a great mystery. 
all the sisters are invited, basically. And we find out that Rabia and Shakur are fighting. Yes, over they, a broom. They were living together, and it's a, they say that the fight is over the size of a bedroom. But they decide they're going to invite everybody to this party, regardless of existing fights. And we will find out more and discuss more about the fight later in the episode. We sure will. Yeah. We sure will. I actually was sort of surprised. Sort of surprised. Um, so then we go to Shakur's house and her and her Viking are wearing matching sweatsuits. <laughs> I have something to say about that. Not the matching sweatsuits, but okay. it was especially noticeable in her confessional. There is no way Shakur is as young as she purports to be with that neck. No. Her neck is a dead giveaway. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. Her IMDb says she's younger than me. No. Mm -mm. No. She... She's early 40s, I would say. Early to mid 40s. I, I think she took off like five years. Yeah. I, I think that'd be... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that her neck just is a, couple. a dead giveaway. Just a couple. And it's not that her neck... And I'm not saying her neck looks bad. It's not saggy or anything. But it's just, it's just got a lot of lines in it. Like a mm. lot of... It's the, the neck is a giveaway. Mm, yeah. No, I mean, I, I thought that from episode one. So there yeah, we no, go. Yeah, no, you were right. I think you're right. So they're, they're obviously discussing this birthday party for Noor. And Shakur is hesitant to go because of her argument with Rabia. And so this is, we're getting Shakur's side of the story first. And so <laughs> I guess Rabia was staying with her and Josh. And she chose a bedroom to stay in. And then changed her mind oh i don't even think she got as far as staying there i okay. think she went over okay i think she picked the room she said i want a room that's <clears throat> not near you guys's room because i don't want to hear you fucking yeah and they picked a room for her and then she came over and decided i'm not really into this room i'd like a different room and shakur for some reason was like mm, sorry you picked the room that's the room you have to have otherwise get out and i will say i am team rabia in this because they showed the two room options and the other room was 10,000 times nicer. It was. And so I guess Shakur is offended too because Rabia says she wants an ensuite bathroom, which if you have the option to have your own bathroom in someone else's home, that would be nice. But Shakur so. says all of the rooms have right. ensuite bathrooms. That's why she's pissed is that they all have ensuite bathrooms. So then this fight escalated and apparently Rabia brought up the whole show, like this whole show that we are watching. And who said, how fucked up are you? Um, if I had to guess, I would say it was Shakur. What right. that sounds like coming out of her mouth. But what I, I mean, basically what Rabia like lets us know through via talking to Khadija is that um, Shakur begged Rabia to move to LA to be on the show. Yeah. And so she did so. And now Shakur is being a bitch and threatening yeah. to kick her off the show. Right. Yeah. So this whole thing got really out of control and they both don't want to owe the other one an apology. And even Khadija says to Rabia, are you sure you don't owe her an apology? And she's like, no, I don't. <laughs> They're both pretty stubborn about it. And there's a lot of hesitation about this party. And they both, quote, don't want things to pop off. Well, I, but I am, and we will never know. I mean, maybe next week we finally find out. But I would love to know how Rabia is saying, oh, I've changed my mind. I'd rather have the other room instead. When the only people that live in the house are Josh and Shakur. And well, all the other matter? rooms are empty. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I didn't get that either. It's a big house. 
And and stuff comes to light later at the fight. We'll get to the end that I'm very confused about, and we will discuss. But um, yeah, it's very weird. Like I can't imagine. And also, the other thing was she kept talking about like like she was fully going to pay rent, and I'm like, if it was my sibling, I, I mean, I would make them chip in for utilities and stuff, but like. I wouldn't make them pay rent, especially if they were coming to film this show that I'm producing and they're not going to be here forever. It's like just for filming. Right. I thought yeah. that was a little strange too. Yeah. So also what Rabia says too, is that when she wanted to change a different to a different room because she felt small in the other one, it was a I small guess, room. It was a small room. And I guess Shakur's first response was this isn't going to work out. Like she was just sort of like offended that she even asked. Yeah. And that's how it spiraled out of control. So it's weird. It's real weird, but we'll learn more later. So then we go to shaky alibi. Is that what Which it was is called? Shaky alibi, a coffee shop on Beverly, Beverly Boulevard near the Grove. And it closes every day at three. Yeah. Okay. And Sadika and Muslifa, who is sister number six and the one who lives in the UK, um, who's visiting for a few weeks, no doubt while filming, yep. um, are, having a coffee. They're just sort of like having a tea, hanging out. Yeah. Um, so we find out that Muslifa is very conservative and she had an arranged marriage. Um, and she used to dress very conservative as well. But Sid has grown really close to her and loves having her in town. Um, and she admits that she shares more with Muslifa than she does with the wolf pack. Like she just finds Muslifa very disarming and sort of like she confides in her more. And I actually really like Muslifa, but I wonder if she speaks. She doesn't say very much. I also thought um, this was so long ago, but in the beginning of the Kardashians on Talk Soup, Joel McHale always used to say how they just had dead eyes. Yes. And I feel like Muslifa had dead eyes. She like, does. She definitely had dead eyes. She's um, beautiful, but she doesn't say much and her face doesn't move very much. And uh, and not because of Botox. Like, I think she's no. just very like... Um, but it's no. interesting to me because we got a lot of talk about outfits and clothing. Yeah. And... What I thought was very strange is that Sadika was like, oh, I'm going to lend you something for the for Nora's party, like, you, you know, something, it'll be conservative, but you'll still look good and whatever. And and then she's like, will you even show your calves? And I'm like, she's currently showing her calves. I know. She's wearing, I mean, what she was wearing at the, the lunch was lovely. It looked like kind of like a palazzo pant um, yeah. and just like a blouse. But the blouse was unbuttoned, like two or three buttons. Like we yeah. saw, I mean, not quite cleavage, but like her necklaces and... I, I mean, I thought it looked lovely. Like, I don't, I was like, she could wear that to the party. Like, why are you making it seem like she's wearing like a full on burqa right now? Like, I, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know. And then she says, like, I'll find you something conservative. And Muslifa says, I don't think that exists in your closet. And we find out later it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, and then in this, we learned that haram means <clears throat> forbidden, because she said, I won't find you something haram. Yeah. And that halal means allowed, which is interesting because I always thought halal, I mean, it makes sense that it means allowed, but I always thought it referred to food and was akin to like kosher. Like it had been like the food had been like yeah. or something. Like I didn't realize it just meant allowed. Yeah, but it kind of makes sense, right? Like yeah. it's all. The, oh, yeah, it's totally. All, it's all the food on the green list. Um. So then we see Jamila and a producer FaceTiming. Yeah. And we learned that Jamila was actually at Shakur's house when she started bleeding heavily. And Shakur took her to the emergency room and the doctors found no fetal heartbeat. And Shakur did not know she was pregnant. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and it is it is very sad to see Jamila experience this. Her her hurt is it's so palpable. And she, you know, she says like she knew what was happening and she wanted it so badly. And she's she's heartbroken. What I thought was interesting though is that she then talks about how at her follow-up visit, the doctor said that she can't try again for at least six months. And I'm like, who are you trying with, boo? I know. Like, this was the one night stand. You were very upset about it. Like, so worried about what your family was going to think. You're separated from your husband and not fully divorced yet. Like, the thought that you would, even if you could, be able to be get pregnant in the next six months anyway are with who? slim to not. Like, unless you get a sperm donor, I don't, like, huh? But I mean, a part of that probably is just grief and her not really thinking clearly and just thinking like, yeah. oh, I, I want a baby and that's all I can think about right now. And six months seems like a long time. I think that's what it was. And I I cannot speak from experience about this, but I would imagine too that when you are in the early, you know, weeks of pregnancy, you know you are, but it's sort of abstract. Like, you know, it's in there, but you're not showing. Maybe you're a little like morning sick, but then going through a miscarriage and dealing with all this medical stuff afterwards, it makes it sink in that it was real, you know, that she, it's almost like she finally realizes that she, she was pregnant. This was something bigger than what it felt like. You know, I, I imagine that happens to a lot of women. So this scene actually made me super upset. Um, Uh Oh, in the car. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Jamila um, goes to her follow-up doctor's appointment um and she she says everything about the pregnancies hitting her differently now that it's over and so she calls Shakur to sort of let her know how it went and actually I was very touched at first that Shakur was helpful and like took her to the emergency room and stayed with her and given that she didn't even know she was pregnant it sounded like she just sprang into action and was very much there for her which I was I was touched by that's that's what a sister should do then it took a real hard left it took a really hard turn and it's a really bad look on Shakur, what she had to say. Yeah. I just, I wrote Shakur as being a cunt. It's really bad. So I have to share it because it's, it's really bad. Yeah. Please do. Um, it was terrible. Yeah. So, you know, Shakur basically says like, I'm glad you're feeling better. You know, my, my first priority was taking care of you and I'm glad that you're okay. And then she immediately says, but I'm wondering why you never said anything about the pregnancy and you know Jamila is kind of just like this isn't the time to talk about this you know like I just got out of my doctor's appointment and then Shakur says well God makes no mistakes Jamila it is what it is and she says you know how I feel about children before marriage let it be a lesson that it doesn't happen this way again yep that is an evil fucking thing to say and to I don't understand why Jamila I mean I, I feel like Jamila handled it really well because I would have been like you fucking bitch this yep. is exactly why I didn't tell you I was pregnant like what kind like I would have gone the fuck off but then Shakur takes it even further yep. and she says you're a responsible person and this was irresponsible yep and, and she says don't let it happen again right well she says don't let it happen this way again she said that before yeah. and Jamila says, this is not a lesson learned, Shakur. And says she doesn't want to talk to her. It is, that is, that's disgusting. That is so, so disgusting. And I think it was such a contrast to hearing about 
Like I, I loved the idea of Shakur springing into action. And when she said my first priority was Jamila and getting her to a doctor, I was like, that's, that's lovely. That's what you should do. And then for her to just take it here was, it was such a quick 180 and it was awful. Yeah. It's awful. And I, I felt so bad for Jamila. So she's grieving. And then you just told her the whole thing was a mistake anyway. And that she's irresponsible. That's so, yeah. I, no, 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 no. It was oh. it was really bad. And again, I really wish Jamila had said, like, this is why I didn't tell you. Yeah. Like, exactly why. Yeah. Oh, so gross. So gross. Team Jamila. And then we go to Red Maple. And this was confusing because before we go to Red Maple, they show a shot of Venice Beach. With, and it says Venice and this and that and the other thing. Well, Red Maple is in Toluca Lake which is in yeah. the valley, which is yeah. not in Venice. So I'm not sure what that was about, but great. They Okay, so I also, that makes sense because they complain that they're sweating. We're with Hamida and Nora, by the way. And you can, you can, it's one of those scenes where you can like see how hot it is. Like you can see yeah. the glisten on their upper lip and then they both order hot lattes. And as a coffee drinker, I've been there, right? Like sometimes you're on vacation. They don't do iced wherever you are. It's fine. You got to have your coffee, but like, Drinking a hot beverage when you're sweating is like, it's like torture sometimes. It's so bad. And this place is one of those places that puts like your face on your latte. In pink. Yeah. It's pink. I want to know if I'm not a coffee drinker and I've never been anywhere where they put my face on any drinks, but I wonder if you can pick other people's faces. Like, could I be like, I would like Spencer Pratt on my latte, please. Well, like, and also how me. do they do it? Like, do you submit a photo via their ordering system or something? Mm, and I don't know. Hamida says she wants Noor on hers because she doesn't want to drink her own face because it's too nice. Yeah. And then Noor gives her shit for having a picture of herself in her bedroom. And she said, you'd think you'd want something inspirational. And Hamida says, I inspire myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that she, she thinks it's totally normal. And she's like, well, who else would I want a picture of in my bedroom? I kind of liked it. Why yeah, not? Go too. for it. YOLO. Um, so this is where Noor talks about how since Hamida dropped her news about dating a woman at the sister dinner, that Noor is really committed to being there for her and that she's her best friend. And it's very sweet. I'm actually, I'm here for this sister friendship, especially after the Shakur Jamila that we just went through. This was a very nice conversation. And so then she asks Hamida if she's, you know, seeing anybody in particular. And Hamida admits that she and Amy have hung out a couple times. And Nora's surprised and says, Sid's friend, Amy? And how did you keep this from me? And Nora's shocked and surprised. And Hamida says, well, it's scary for me too. You know, like she's not, she's not running around telling everybody everything about it because she's freaked out by it too. Um, and then Nora says that she loves her no matter what and who she dates doesn't matter and it's no one's business. And then she goes, well, no one's business but mine. <laughs> well, now, do we think, and I this I, I didn't realize like how well-known Amy was to the sisters being Sadiqa's, mm -hmm. like I thought maybe she was like a casual friend or a one-off. Do you think this is going to fuck up Amy's friendship with Sid? I'm assuming that will be another storyline too. Right? Because yeah. like if one of my friends, I mean, even if I she didn't purposely have a... didn't tell Sadika when they were hula hooping. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if one yeah. of my friends was and not even with the sexuality issue involved, but like if one of my pretty good friends was dating one of my siblings and they were keeping it from me, I would be 
probably more mad at the friend than my sibling. Mm, something tells me these sisters are going to be more mad at the siblings. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think that Sadiqa will be upset with, with uh, Hamida, but like, I, I think she's going to be really upset. I mean, it could ruin her friendship with Amy. Maybe. We'll find out, I'm sure. So then Hamida says, this is where she admits that she still has a roster. Like, she's still dating around. Like, she's not exclusive to Amy. No. Um, and we can talk about that later, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Noor admits that she needs a bench also because she is newly single. Yeah. And she says it's for the best. And Hamida admits she's thrilled and says that Noor deserves so much better. Um, and Noor admits that she was ignoring a lot of red flags that her ex-boyfriend told her she's too strong and too opinionated. He didn't want to hear about her day and Noor didn't want to tell anybody because she didn't want to hear. I told you so. And Hamida says, I would, I would never say that to you. And Noor doesn't want to hold on to things that don't serve her. She needs to learn how to avoid narcissists. And she's very happy to ring in this birthday with no toxic men around her. Well, and they show, again, another picture of her and the boyfriend with his face blurred out. But yeah. um, he must have been considerably older because he has gray hair. Yeah. I think that was... Well, and he also had kids, right? I Did they say that? I think so. I think so. Maybe? Yeah. I think they did. So... I mean, the, moot point now, but... Yeah, true. So then we go to the wolf pad again, and we're back in this kitchen, which can hardly fit everybody, by the way. Like, I, I love this kitchen, but it's not huge. Um, and Nora and Rabia are making tea. And Hamida joins them. And they're all very sad for Jamila. And they haven't really seen her, like, up and about very much since her miscarriage. And they want to make her feel better. So they bring her tea and the most gorgeous platter of cookies and cashews and whatever <laughs> that I've I'm ever seen. Eat it. None of them they even don't eat even it. eat it. You guys... They put like a whole package of Milano cookies, beautifully aligned, like file folded down the side of the silver platter, and no one touches them. The, yeah, there were four different yeah. choices on the platter. All of them presented beautifully. One of them looked like some kind of cookie with like chocolate and cashews on it. Like it looked delicious. Yeah. If I were sad in bed and someone brought me that platter, it would leave my bedroom empty. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, maybe it, <laughs> it did was... after they left. <laughs> It literally looked like it was beautiful. beautiful. They took time to arrange this. I it was, was so excited by this platter of cookies. <laughs> um, so they go into Jamila's room and just sort of ask how she's doing. It's very sweet. And she tells them about her phone call with Shakur. <clears throat> and she says, there's a time and a place to hash these things out. And that wasn't the time. Which is her being so nice about it. That's the yeah. politest possible way you could say that. Uh, and, yes. And that's, she's being far too kind. And Agreed. the sisters are sort of surprised that Jamila still isn't eager to tell the family, you know, one, that she had a miscarriage and two, obviously that she was pregnant because some people still don't know. Um, and so she sort of says, what happens in this house needs to stay in this house. I don't want anybody saying anything. I think she's just not prepared to, she's too sad right now. So to sort of, now she has two things to tell and it's sad on top of it is that sucks. 
Well, and honestly, for part of this, for some of the sisters, I don't blame her because she was dreading. I, yeah. I'd be like, look, like the the only positive about this is now I don't have to tell certain sisters that I was ever pregnant and hear a lecture. And yep. she's already heard it from Shakur. So like, I would be like, some of them, I probably would just never tell. Agreed. Especially after what Shakur said, I'd be like, oh, now I'm, yeah. I'm never noise. telling any of you. Yeah. And this, we also learned, and I'm probably going to pronounce this long, um, Alhamdurala, which means thank God. Oh. A-L-H-A-M-D-R-I-L-I-L-L-A-H. I did not write that one down. And then, and I should have also put an incest trigger warning on the beginning of this episode, because for the first of three times throughout this episode, oh, yeah. mouth kiss. Yeah, they love a big a lot of sister making out in this episode. They love a big lip filler, lip gloss, mouth kiss. Yep, love it, love yeah. it. Yeah, there's a lot of kissing on the lips. Yep, yeah. Um, so we're still at the wolf pad in the next scene, um, but we're seeing more of this house, and I really like their house. Like it's it's kind of like a classic LA Spanish style, but redone. Like it's got the archways and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm I'm into their house. And Nor is smudging herself with sage and Palo Santo. And she's oh, clearing. Wait, before that, you're forgetting yeah. about the interstitial we got in between. Oh, the little montage? Yes. And I, I'm, I have a question about the montage. So okay. part of the montage is Josh and Shakur looking at houses, like looking at lots for oh, houses yeah. to be built. And I was really confused. But then, and we'll talk more about this later, I think they're in a rental. Mm-hmm. So maybe they look, and where does their money come from? Well, so she said in episode one that they've been doing real estate development. So that's what I, I assumed they, they were, were looking, looking at. for something to build and then sell or flip or whatever. It was gorgeous. Like it was on this like cliff and the rendering of the house was just super or, modern and beautiful. Or they wanted to appear like they were looking at the house to buy. And really they were just like hanging with a real estate developer friend or like a, you know, oh, a broker or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I just watched the latest season of Selling Sunset, so I was kind of <laughs> glossed right over it. Okay, now we can go into saging. <clears throat> okay. Well, it's technically called smudging, right? Or yes, I guess. Smudging. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's clearing her energy. And Jamila comes into her room and sort of says, like, what are you clearing your energy from? And she says, you know, that she and her boyfriend broke up. And so she got really tired of all the pressure of living up to who he wanted her to be. Um, and she admits that she should have gotten out when they got into fights before and sort of details some of their fights. Um, he sounds and like a man child. A lot of them are. She says at one point that, that she was at a work conference and she like handed a coworker a sandwich that was male and he like lost his mind. I'm like, what an insecure <laughs> little man baby. Yeah. Jamila calls him a loser. She also says, Nora says once that he got upset because the sisters surprised her at midnight on her birthday, like as it turned her birthday and he, they got in a fight because he wasn't the first person to wish her happy birthday. Yeah. He sounds like a teenager. Yeah. Like she's in any like control of her sisters surprising her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Jamila sort of asks her, you know, like, was there a straw that broke the camel's back and says he didn't get physical. Right. And nor says that, he did he did not first she says he didn't get physical but that he crossed a line and i would say that this this was physical 
I think he got physical. With I her. also couldn't understand the logistics of it because she says that she was standing next to his car talking to him. And I thought he was in the car, but then there's no way he could have been in the car because she says that he grabbed her and threw her to the ground. Yeah, that's getting And physical. then said, then threatened to hit me. And I'm like, isn't throwing you to the ground hitting it? Like, I don't. I sort of, I mean, that that is that is physical. That's violence. Yeah. He, he put his hands on her. That's it. Um, I took it as, in my mind anyway, he put his hands on her shoulders and sort of threw her to the side. And she hit the ground and he threatened to hit her when she was on the ground. Yeah, it sounds like a real winner. Um. But, you know, Nora and Nora is really like an MVP of this episode and not just for this, but because of her attitude about it and the things that she says and that she's moving forward from it. And she says that, you know, he made her feel worthless and her priority is her. And she needs to break her patterns and she's she's moving on from this. She's done with relationships that come anywhere close to this. So... You know, and I, I just, there was a lot of sisterly love in this episode, despite the, we had some high highs in addition to yes, some low lows. we did. And her and Jamila in this scene was a, was a high high. All right. And then they make out. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, and then it's party time, guys. We're going to the gay bar slash Moroccan restaurant known as Members. And Members LA is located on Sunset. It's only open Thursday through Sunday from 7 to 2. Dream and schedule. it looked very, very middle of the day when they were there. So sure I'm did. assuming that they were either filming one of the days it was open before they were open or on a day when it wasn't even open. Or they know the owner. Well, I mean, but either way, I'm saying like, I think that, I mean, it definitely, when they were there, it definitely was not open. It was yeah. before 7. Totally. Yeah. So we sort of get this like little scene of all the sisters getting ready and getting pretty for this party. And Hamida says that she hates wearing makeup. Shocker. Excuse really puts me. In with her new lifestyle. She does not hate wearing makeup. No, I think she probably <laughs> hates doing her own makeup. I think she wears so much. She doesn't like the time it takes anymore, but she, you don't have to wear that much. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I was on a Hulu show, I'd probably wear more. I'm just saying. You can't have like a full face that looks like it was airbrushed on with lip gloss to the hilt and say you hate wearing makeup. No, 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 no. Um, and so she has Noor do her makeup for her. <laughs> like, girl, it's Noor's birthday. You should be doing hers. So then Jamila is understandably pissed at Shakur. Um, and there's just going to be some tension at this party as we've been leading up to this. And so we go to, we're now at members and Sid is there with Muslifa and mm -hmm. they're just sitting there and, um, Shakur and Josh are the first to show up. And we also see that Muslifa is wearing a dress that doesn't fit any of the things that her, she said her requirements were before. It's completely form fitting and tight. Yeah. It comes to the knee. Um, I mean, it is like high necked, and I mean, it's very pretty. And enough. it did it's go all the way to it went all the way to her wrists. As to well. her wrists, and I mean, I I do think, it, but it, but one of the things she'd said earlier was that she doesn't wear form fitting clothes. So yeah. I, I thought that you know she she definitely went back on what she was originally yes. intending to wear. Yes, and I actually found Sadika very welcoming of Josh. Like her, yeah. you know, saying hello to him seemed very genuine. And she says, "You're looking swole," and indeed he does. Yes, he does. He's a big dude. Yeah. It's a big dude. Um, so then 
Sadika says in her confessional, she worries about Josh being around alcohol, that he's still, you know, sobriety is new to him. It's something he's still actively working on. She can't take responsibility for it, but she's nervous about it. Um, and then Rabia arrives, of course, and Shakur and her don't greet each other, which is just a big deal in their well, culture, too. This, though, one of the yeah. things she said about Josh, Sadika, was that he has a two-drink maximum. Like, he's only allowed to drink once in a blue moon. Sh Shakur said that. Oh, Shakur? That's what I'm saying. Shakur. That's what I said. Shakur said it. Oh, I thought you said Sadika. Oh, maybe I did, but I meant Shakur. Shakur said that he has a two-drink maximum. Yeah. He's only allowed to drink once in a while, and when he does, he's only allowed to have two drinks. And, and she, said that it was she said this party is a test for Josh. And I'm like, what? Like, quite frankly, if you're going to, like, fall off the wagon and go off the rails, you're not going to do it around your sister and her family with no one else there. You're going to do it on your own. You're going to do it at home. You're going to do it with your boys. You're, I mean, like, it's this. it should not have been much of a test. Also, she cannot be the keeper or the cop of his sobriety. No. That is doomed. You cannot know. And if he's so new in his sobriety, you shouldn't be taking him to events at bars. Right. Yeah. No, and I. they have an exchange about it later that really got me against Shakur a second time. Like, yeah. I, I, anyway. Okay, um, so with Rabia. So Rabia arrives and her and Shakur do not greet each other, which is, it is sort of a cultural no-no. Like there are, as we know, they're all about the kissing on the lips and the saying hello and all that stuff. Um, and they look instant pissed. And then Sadika feels so uncomfortable. She's like, where is everybody? <laughs> like she just wants to curl up and die. Um, well, I also thought it was really weird that Rabia comes in and says, hello, a general hello. And somehow Shakur finds this condescending. Yeah. Like all Robbie is, is like, hey, hi, everybody. And then Shakur, so she's like, oh, she just comes in and I hear her condescending tone. And I'm like, she literally just said hello. Yeah, I know. Uh, maybe she was talking about the way she greeted Muslifa because she was like, hi, gorgeous. Or something. I don't know. Um, I didn't I didn't get condescending from any no, of it. But. No. But then the wolf pack arrives and Josh is the only dude, which I guess so far yeah true um and again we bring it back to hamida planning this for noor like they're all so impressed that hamida picked up the phone like that's basically all that happened there's no there's no decorations there's nothing yeah there there's no specialty cocktail there's no preset appetizers there's nothing i think there's a cake though wasn't there didn't they have a cake i feel like there's a cake sitting there i didn't see one no maybe it was in the preview but so there she made two phone calls i guess <laughs> Um, so then Sumi shows up, this other man who is Hamida's friend, and she admits that he checks all the boxes, like the family loves him and all that stuff, but she can't force feelings for him. And she is all over him. Um, because he is her beard. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. She even basically says that. And is she his? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. I was curious for your take on that. But um, she is just like draping all over him. Well, this is also, again, where Shakir proves that she is the villainous MVP of this episode. Yep. By saying, oh, Hamida showed up with a man. Like, I knew it. Like, I, she's so flighty. And I knew this was just a phase. Yep. Just a phase. That's what she says. Uh, I, she was really pissing me off this whole episode. Everything she did and said. 
Yeah. So then we close out this scene with her too. Oh God, she's really bad in this episode. There are a round of shots coming for the group in honor of Nora's birthday. Makes sense. I, don't, I mean, I don't take shots, but makes sense anyway. And Josh immediately asks Shakur basically if he can take one to cheers Nora's birthday with everybody. And they have a little heated back and forth kind of under their breath. And Shakur says, I said no. And he said, it's a toast for Noor. And no. And it's just, I I mean, I, I don't, I'm assuming he put her through some real shit when he was not sober. And I get that reaction, but she cannot dictate this. Like they're, they're going to crumble if they try to do it that way. Well, and also, I mean, I don't know what was in it, but he was drinking a very large beverage, like, and that all of them were. So, I mean, I, I guess it could have been a non-alcoholic beverage, who knows, but. No. And if he's struggling that badly and he's supposed to be dead sober, don't bring him to the party. Or it's a conversation you have before you get to the party. Like, please don't drink in front of my sisters. It's really important to me that they see you sober. Like just this this under the breath, like, I want this, you can't have, it was, it was rough. Yeah. It gave me, it gave me the X. Um, and then the, the X really continue with Shakur and Josh from here because they talk about, well, first before that, there's another makeout, but then we get to Josh and Shakur. Who makes out again? After the shots, the ladies are all like smooching oh. each other on the lips. Yeah. Um, I didn't even write it down because it felt so like, they're just, they're all kissing each other, this one. Um, so they, Shakur and Josh talk about how they went skinny dipping in their pool yesterday. <clears throat> I guess it's like a humble brag. Like they, I don't, I don't. Well, they talked about how they were skinny dipping and the neighbors saw. That's oh. why they brought it up. Cause they were like, oh, we were skinny dipping and like, oh my gosh, like the neighbors happened to see us. Okay. Um, and so then Rabia immediately is like rolling her eyes and, you know, saying she dodged a bullet and Josh says, well, it has a filtration system. And Rabia says, not for bodily secretions. <laughs> also, I, I mean, I'm team Rabia because I thought that was really funny. I mean, not the secretions part, but the, like, I dodged a bullet part. But what, like, does she think that bathing suits are condoms? Like, I, I mean, bodily secretions get through those, too. I, I, was like, I, don't, I don't know. They're Pool, pools are not the cleanest. And I would be willing to bet a lot of money that Shakur's are probably most of their bathing suits are like dental floss anyway. So yeah, there's nothing, there was nothing new happening when they no. were skinny. No, 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 no. Agreed. Agreed. So then Sadika leans over to Shakur and says, you two have been bickering for weeks, meaning her and Rabia, and it's time to get over it and let bygones be bygones. And Sid says, you know, you have to remember that we never go against family. And Shakur says, but where's my apology? And Sadika says, be the bigger person. Take her aside and talk. And so Shakur summons Rabia to talk. And Shakur says she's going to play nice. So they go, I don't know, to this like hallway, probably near the restrooms or something at members. I keep wanting to call it secrets now. <laughs> um, and so she says, you know, there's quite the conflict between us. And how it transpired, it really didn't need to go down that way. You went for my jugular, and I said a lot of fucked up things. And Shakur apologizes. Ish. She, yeah. And then Rabia says, you're apologizing for your behavior, but you're not apologizing to me. 
Um, and so then Robbie says, I need an apology for everything. And Robbie says, what you did was wrong. And Shakur says, you have no wrongdoing. And says that Robbie won't take accountability. And then who says, my truth lands harder than your lies? I don't know. Because I didn't write that one down. What okay. I wrote down, what Rabia says. Which my was, favorite line VP, ever. Is, I'm sorry for allowing your classless behavior to make me go out of pocket. I, that is a keeper. Yeah. That is a keeper. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry I let your classless behavior take me out of pocket. <laughs> that is, ooh, that is, when you don't want to apologize to someone when you're fighting, oh, God, that's, ooh, I shouldn't have heard that. <laughs> so Rabia should have been the bigger person. And so then Rabia says, whatever I am, you are too, boo-boo. We're cut from the same cloth. Like, Rabia's really delivering in this scene, I would say. Yes, she is. <laughs> so then, I believe Rabia says, we had a deal, and it is our house. And she says that her name is on the lease. Her name is on the lease. And, and says, she says, you got, you got the house because, because of, me. of me. Yeah. So what the fuck is going on there? But then Shakur said, my husband paid for it. So are we assuming that Josh's addiction probably fucked up their credit and Rabia had to co-sign on the lease? Yeah. That's my guess. That's my guess too. Yep. Or it was somewhere that Rabia and Shakur once lived before Rabia moved to Canada maybe and Josh moved in with Shakur, but, you know, Rabia kept her name on it. That but, doesn't make sense, though, because then Robbie would know the dimensions of all the rooms and she wouldn't have picked a small room by mistake. Oh, there you go. That's true. Okay. And the other thing that's weird, actually, now that I think about it, the least thing is Robbie is Canadian. Right? I mean, she lives in Canada. I'm assuming she's a Canadian citizen. And that can mess up your credit rating in other countries. She like, might have my, dual, though. But it, but it would depend. It, I don't know how long she's been in Canada. It's because it, she's been in Canada. Because like, so my cousin and her husband, she's married to a Brit. They lived in the UK for eight years. Beyond wealthy. I mean, like super wealthy. When they moved back to the states in Annapolis, her mother, who is like barely scraping by, had to co-sign on things for them because oh. they couldn't get credit cards or anything. Because your credit score and stuff, your credit history doesn't transfer country to country. So Crazy. it seems weird that Robbie would be able to co-sign for that. Like the whole thing is wacky and I would love yeah. to know what is going on. Yeah. No, your theory is a good one though. Because I thought when Shakur said my husband paid for it, I thought she, that could be taken two ways, right? Like Josh has since ponied up money or he has paid for his sin of not paying for things. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's paid for that. Like, I don't know which way she meant it, to be honest. But the fact that Rabia is on that lease is confusing. Yeah. And we, I hope that we're, I mean, because this fight is going to continue into the next episode. Yeah. So I hope maybe we get some clarity on that in the next episode. Yeah. It's interesting. I was not expecting it to go there. No, I wasn't either. Yeah quite quite an episode and that also is more fucked up like if my sister co-signed on a house for me was nice enough to do that i definitely wouldn't be charging her rent if she was staying with me for a couple months 
Or putting her in a shitty bedroom and then not allowing her to change it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Well, and I think, too, looking at it from Rabia's perspective, so she helped get them this house, right? If that's the theory we're going with. And then they get into a fight because she wants to change rooms to have a bigger room in this house. She helps them get. Shakur is annoyed and put off by it and then sort of says, like, fuck you, get off this show. And Robbie is kind of like, well, fuck you for pretending everything is all figured out in your world on this show. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to get messy. It got messy quickly in this episode. Yes, it did. <laughs> so in the next episode, we see Sadika encouraging all the sisters outside the birthday party to take off their mics. Yes. Nora gets upset about her birthday being ruined. Mm -hmm. Jamila is crying and says, like, we're supposed to act like family. So something really, it must pop off worse from here. <laughs> and then they talk about how their mother's taking a trip to Pakistan and they're all nervous about it. Um, let's see. Something Which also, I guess we'll finally figure out why the restaurant is Pakistani. Yeah. Maybe some of the family immigrated to America. Maybe the rest immigrated to Pakistan. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Like the, the extended family, like, you know, aunts. Yeah, yeah. And yep. And then we see Khadija and Hamida having a heart to heart about her dating women. And I hope Khadija brings herself back around on that. Um, and then Noor confronts Sadika and sort of says, Why did you start shit at my birthday? Why did you decide that was the best time to do that? And weirdly, before any of this, there was a weird scene of them going to do some like cardio kickboxing or something. I'm they they love a novelty workout. Well, they do, but I thought it was very strange because in the scenes from next, we get the cardio kickboxing scene and then the scenes from the party. And I'm like, what? I don't. It was weird. Yeah. Weird choice. Yeah. Who knows? Who but knows is right. They're ramping up. They are they ramping are. up. Yeah, the yeah. show is definitely delivering. It is. Everybody, well, I don't know if this is, I don't know if we will see before Thanksgiving. I can't remember what our drop schedule is. We'll try. We'll try. Yeah. Um, if not, we will see, we'll have a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully we'll talk to you before then. And everyone wish Mayor B a happy birthday because by the time you hear this, it will probably be her birthday as well. So reach hey, out to her thanks. and wish her a happy birthday. And I'm, we'll talk to you all soon. I'm old now. <laughs> Hi guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>